I'm Roxy. And I'm Priska. And we are the two horny girls. We're just two horny goats climbing the mountain of life, eating Asian American stereotypes for breakfast. Yum, yum, yum. Yummy, yum, yum. Yummy, yum, yum. Priska, I've missed you so fucking much. I have missed you so much. I actually miss you right now. Turn on your camera. I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just like doing it for the sake of the internet. Obviously, Priska and I are not physically together today. So we're doing. No, it's horrible. It's been a crazy fucking season, right? So fucking crazy. And I just want to apologize. I mean, I don't want to apologize, but I want to let you go tease. No, we feel bad that we haven't been on air in so many weeks now but we've had a lot of things happening so we yes. are so sorry yes but the world is on fire we know that you, <laughs> we know that you <sighs> miss us and, and just to really put like a bright start to this episode before it spirals into like a dark you know okay. spiraling crazy anxiety control hole is that yes <laughs> is evil yeah. um we just want to say how excited we are to have our live panel finale happening this week oh my god so excited did you rsvp did you rsvp it's gonna be so much fun we expect to see all of you there yeah we expect to see all of you there so it's gonna be june 9th um so that's gonna be this week this today's week. monday yes um that. so it's gonna be this thursday no confusion and it's gonna be an echo park roxy has a wonderful friend who who opened hey hey cafe an echo park mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's gonna be outdoors so safety first you know what i'm saying rox yes i love that it's gonna be safety first um please make sure that you're following us on socials because we are posting updates on it yes. and uh there's parking nearby and after we're gonna go to bar flores for a drink so that's literally across the street and we're gonna have um beep, 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 merch beep. available our first merch <laughs> so we definitely have stickers we have them roxy and i have put them everywhere they're super cute yes they're very sticky they're very us you know what i mean so if you need like your little <laughs> affirmation friend next to you at all times like we can travel with you you know what i'm saying yeah um i believe we're gonna have patches available but they're coming from china so tbd <laughs> uh, it's a long distance journey it's a long honey. Di- she's flying over she's doing her best she's literally flying over but i just want to say like we are so looking forward to this yes priska and i have been feeling a lot of feelings recently like basically i'm sure all of you have the state of the world and in our personal yep. lives so to be able to gather with our fans like this is something we've been looking forward to for the past two months and also uh just to put a little ring Ding ding on everything. Happy Pride Month! Happy Pride Month! Oh my gosh, it's so great. I'm so excited that we all get to be together during this time because it's a time to like, you know, it's the tail end of AAPI Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, it's the beginning of Pride. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people have asked us like, what is this event exactly? Uh And it really is a chance for us to meet and see all of you and celebrate together and have that community moment and, and really see the IRL version of what we want to accomplish with this podcast, which is just to make us feel less alone yes. and to have our thoughts be kind of um, just affirmed by those around us, not in just like an echo chambery way, but just in kind of 
sharing thoughts, sorting through them and coming to um, certain ways to move forward. And um, so in addition to that community aspect, we're also doing a live taping of the podcast. Yay! So this is like our first ever live taping of a podcast episode. Um, so it's going to have all the elements that you love um, when you're listening to us at home, but we just get to do it together and we get to breathe the same air, but like in a safe outdoor way. So it's not dangerous. <laughs> exactly. And also all of you, you know, you could, who are attending, you could also be on our pod there's going to be a section where we have you share your stories and have any questions like it's going to be very interactive and that's what we want you know we want this to be a discussion i know that covid's you know rising again i don't know which variant this is you know but like obviously you know we're not (laughs) i don't oh man it's become a full sorority i know it really has are you pledging she really has has. i'm like i'm sick of being hazed you know i just want to get you know like she's been hazing us for like too many years now yeah but like for those of you who are comfortable i can't wait to give all y'all a juicy hug with my mask on so like it's going to be really amazing so we just want to make sure that we put that out there put that energy out there we're so excited to see y'all yeah you know yeah so stoked and so we'll see you there so we'll We'll see see you there there. but yes again rocks happy 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 pride how's it feel with all the corporations changing their profile photos to rainbow something it's (laughs) prisca just sent me like the most amazing post on ig like a few minutes before we came on to do this recording today and she was like how corporations celebrate pride they like literally put up like i don't know an avatar with like all the different types of pride flags right (laughs) like basically the rainbows you know the trans flags you know the bi flags like everything right but then like on the other side the meme was like but in reality, queer people is just like this one person, like surrounded by plants. That's it. I was like, I do not feel this is me. This is like I have not feel spoken to more authentically than this. It was a meme. direct attack. It was amazing. I feel so attacked, but I also feel so yes. seen. So thank you for that. Thank You're you for welcome. that. You're um, welcome. I do not have a plant problem, but I really yes. do. I really, really acknowledge that. Yeah, but what does kind of pride mean for you? And and you know, um, I think our friend Kevin posted this hilarious video too of like being like, Asian and then waking up on June first and also being queer and having to like you know what i mean have energy for both and be representative for both like how does that feel <laughs> um you know i've, I've really become a quiet gay do you know what i mean yeah. like i yeah, I, yeah, just, yeah. I feel like in my mid-30s oh by the way I, I met like um you know i went to jet kwan's event she threw together an aapi event and oh. like her audience is a lot of queers and like um i just love the community you know what i yeah. mean but i met so many young people oh my like God. gen z people oh. like they're of the queer tiktok generation yes. and honestly i feel like i feel like you know I, I just feel like one of those older quiet gays you know like nanette <laughs> says it best and i just i'm just like not i don't know the lingo like i met this amazing person named bethany and they um they're so adorable yeah. and they're also a performer and like we were watching Jet together and they were just like, oh my God, like she's giving like Gemini Virgo vibes, like maybe Vedic astrology. And I was like, okay, this is all stuff that I don't yes. know. Like even like, and that I'm not familiar with. Oh but my it's gosh. Like, they're so, it's like a completely different environment. And I'm like, oh, these are like the, the cool young queers. And I'm just like the, the quiet old one that's more reclusive now. <laughs> but you know what? I, I represent my pride. Yeah. You know what's great about that? I, what I love about that is that every generation we have to pass on the baton true so i remember you know when we were in our mid-20s like people in their 30s they would look at us and be like whoa like what the fuck is happening here you know and we were like what this is normal this is the water we grew (laughs) up in water's not wet it's home you know and now (laughs) it's like the it's come full circle because you don't really understand your place in that generational um lineup until you kind of age out of it you know true 
what's great is I feel like looking at this next generation, all I have is hope because they're de- demanding things that ought, they ought to demand. Yeah. Um, they are very in tune with like what's going on in the world. And right. um, I know like a lot of, you know, that Gen Z generation make fun of millennials. But I mean, all we do is lionize them and look up to them. So yes. um, I feel OK <laughs> if those are the future leaders, you know, when we're senior citizens, like those are going to be the future leaders of our world. So yeah. um, I'm happy for that. I have some hope for sure. It's so funny because like Patricia Velasquez, you know, she's um, the first like um, lesbian Latina supermodel. Oh. Right? Like she was in my film and like she and her partner, Jen, um, are in their 50s. I believe and they're so so cute so like they had me Kelly over for dinner a few months ago and like um it was just so interesting because they were like the iconic pioneering gays you know what I mean like they they really like Patricia wrote a book about it about her experience coming out you know as 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 that and um and so they were asking me they're like oh you know like how do you identify and I'm like well I'm queer and then they're they're just like you're queer like we thought you were hetero oh and these are two very femme presenting lesbians right yes and then they look at me they're like Roxy you're not straight what and I'm I'm like so surprised it's so funny because like people who are younger you know like in our community they look at me they're like oh yeah you're definitely queer yeah (laughs) like yeah you know but then it's interesting because they're just like we thought you were completely heterosexual whoa because you weren't like i i thought that was like the first time i heard that that, yeah i I don't well they see me yeah i i don't i don't don't understand and so then it was interesting to get that perspective and then like you know we we talked about you know nine nine non-binary visibility and they're just like oh you know like um they were only exposed to like um, you know, like I guess gays and lesbians in their right. generation, and of of course, trans and non-binary people were definitely squashed at the bottom, right? Right. So then they started. They they after we had dinner the next morning, they left me like a voice note, and then they're like, "Hey, like we were stalking your Instagram, Ooh. and we saw that you you had pronouns like she, they, like yeah. what is that? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we know that there's they them for like the non-binary people now, but then they're like, what does it mean if it's like she, they for you? So. So it's interesting right because it's like when you're in a certain generation you're not up to date on all the language that's happening even in your community yeah yeah that's why i think i i feel like it's important for us to be slow to judgment like even yeah. though sometimes maybe we talk to people older than us like 20 30 years older than us um it's easy to be like wow they're so antiquated and they're so closed-minded but in reality they may have been very liberal for their time and yes. it's important for the next generation to take up that mantle but the the generations preceding i think we got to cut each other a lot of slack i mean they all we all did our work exactly that was meant for our time exactly you know yeah and and so i think it's 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 interesting like going back into that space where it's like oh like i'm at a show and everyone is a decade younger than me yeah yeah right exactly but it's nice to have that kind of conversation so i guess boiling it down what does pride mean to me i'm so happy to be alive in this time despite you know everything that's like fucking happening but in terms of like visibility safety comfort to use my voice and Mm. be and express myself and show up in the way that i see myself yeah yeah that is a fucking privilege that nobody in my family as a woman was able to do before my time i mean it's crazy because a lot of things we talk about on this podcast even just 20 years ago Mm. it may have been a career killer yeah like literally sharing oh the fact that we shared oh we have premarital sex 
that could have been a career killer at a certain time in I history know. and not in recent yeah. history. The fact that you are bisexual, that could have been a career killer mm-hmm. just like 15 years ago could have been a career killer. Right. You know? And so the fact that we're able to share so freely and talk so opening, uh, openly and, um, really exchange ideas and, um, look at the intersectionality even just between the two of us and within our listeners it's a huge blessing so i totally agree i'm really glad that we're alive today that we're allowed to explore and speak openly and share our thoughts that being said are you ready to dive into (laughs) everything that's gonna counter what we just said i I know (laughs) but i do i do want to talk about like what have you been up to lately like what what's what's happening in roxy's life because i don't know that we know you know uh no things have been uh very interesting lots of highs and lows i feel like i'm feeling the highs and lows a lot more intensely this year um yeah. and uh, for me recently i was on the gold derby do you know what the gold derby is no what is it tell me tell me yeah so i had no idea until i you know the publicist kenny you lapac who we love has been campaigning for a list of a lifetime this whole year <gasps> and she said hey i need you to speak on the panel for gold derby for like the tv director's panel and i was like what is this oh, so basically yeah. the gold derby is um they're they're this uh group that uh estimates like who's going to be like the forerunners of um the Emmys race. So they are predicting yeah. like award winners and all of that stuff. So they oh they have gosh. that conversation. They really give a platform to all of the filmmakers and actors and like really it's for the campaigning for the Emmys basically. Right. And wow. then, so it was really cool and I, I just didn't really give it a second thought because, you know, I, I've been on the campaign thing for I have many different types of experiences, so I didn't think it was going to be anything too different until... Until until um, Kenny texted me, you know, the week prior. She's like, hey, by the way, these are the people that's going to be on your panel. Okay. And then like, okay, first of all, um, it's Gina Prince Blythewood who directed The Old Guard, right? She's amazing. And then, and she also directed Women of the Movement, which is like, I think... Um, women uh, like women's stories during the civil war during slavery wow. I might be wrong on this but like anyways women of the movement and then uh, Pamela Adlon from Better Things what I know so she she was also on the panel and then like last but not least Danny motherfucking Boyle what Oscar winner Slumdog, Slumdog millionaire. millionaire my god what and and i just i swear like my nipples got all tingly you know they got i was just like are you fucking kidding me like i'm in the room with these people holy shit and and so it was just the most incredible experience to like to share space with them like you know you had a little bit i had a little bit of imposter syndrome yeah sure doing this panel but like you know, it was just it was just so warm and everybody they didn't know who I was, obviously, because all of them had like more prolific careers, but they were all standing each other. Oh, but after they met you, they know who you are. No. I, yes. <laughs> yes. I suppose that's true. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it was amazing to be able to. I don't know, like hopefully see my future in these people as well, you know? So that was very uplifting and very encouraging. And like, I think things are finally turning around with work stuff. You know, I have uh, some jobs happening this month. That's like commercials and a music video next month. So that I'm like really feeling, feeling like the energy is picking up again. Cause it was rough for a minute there. Bitch. Uh, Yes. I was like, you have no idea, but you do because I tell you about it all the time. (laughs) In terms of the goatees. You and I both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. God, this year, I don't know, Goatees, you tell us, like, yeah. it has really 
pummeled me and in, in, in a way that's very yeah. financially and just like momentum wise and like learning like in a way that I've never experienced before you know yeah since our like early 20s when it was like when you had when you're in your early 20s and you have 15 dollars in your bank account it's fine because everyone around you is poor yeah and also la was way more affordable back then yeah but with fucking inflation gas prices not getting jobs as consistently as we thought we would etc 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 it's been a real nail biter i'll say that it's been crazy so we had to like take care of ourselves during this time you know so that we could show up as our two favorite horny goats you know exactly exactly babe like what's been going on with you because tell me tell us um well yeah so our lovely goatees i had the big C, <laughs> not the clap. <laughs> I had COVID. <laughs> I had COVID yeah. and we were literally like planning all these things. And I was like very ambitious. And I was like, X, Y, Z, Roxy, you know, you know, yeah. and she was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, honey, I don't want you to burn yourself out. I'm like, burn out. what's that? Let's do this. Let's do that. And then all of a sudden, like the day after we announced our live event, actually the day we announced our live event, I woke up with like a raging fever. Oh my God. And in, and I was like, you know, body aches fever chills the whole like the whole thing and i literally like army crawled over to the computer and like downloaded the files to my phone to share on social media and then like like try to like through bleary eyes edit the copy on the caption so if it's bad like this is why and i hit send and then literally passed out for like five hours and that was day one of COVID. Wait, but Prisca, before you realized it was COVID, you thought it was something else, right? Yeah, I I got a spider bite the day before and it was <laughs> bothering me. And I, I thought it was a full blown allergic reaction <laughs> because I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I took a COVID test. It was negative. Um, and I took another COVID test. It was negative. And I was like, well, it's not COVID. And my in- entire hand was like swelling up yeah, yeah, from the yeah, spider so bite. Scary. And um, I have really extreme. Anyway, we don't have to get into it but i i get infections from from bites very easily blah 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 my body hates it um and so i was like oh my god this is like this is gonna be my life now this is what the allergic you know reactions look like but uh, by day three my husband abe got um started showing symptoms so we were like oh fuck and yeah we isolated the whole time just in case Uh um and then we took another covid test and it was like the second the liquid touched the paper it was like boom positive oh my god but that was until like day four so it's kind of crazy because it's like you know if i had to go into work there would and luckily i don't but if i had to go into work like there'd be no way for me to try to tell my employer that i had a you know had covid because yeah. i had a negative test and yeah i guess i could have gone and gotten a pcr but but not all, all of us can afford that right now right I, I can't yeah and so anyhow i had it pretty bad but then it was like five days of it being really bad but then my husband his took like a real turn for the worst and we're we're both triple vaxxed and i would say you know, I know that, you know, he was a smoker for a long time. So I think, you know, his his kind of just, uh, I don't know, health state maybe didn't help him a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it was like to the point where he literally didn't sleep for three or four nights straight because oh he was God. hacking and coughing and having difficulty, like, you know, catching his breath. Holy shit. And I, literally, we woke up on day three of it and I was like, what the fuck? Do we go to the hospital? Like, what the fuck do we do here? It was terrifying. And we both at that point, 
we were lacking sleep because he was up all night. So I was like up intermittently, you know, and um, luckily we have some doctor friends and we call them and they're like, hey, look out for this, this and this. And if we're not hitting those benchmarks, like it's okay to not go to the hospital. Yeah. But I think like we just had this moment of like, I can't believe we're still fucking living through this. Yeah. I can't believe like I think it just took a huge toll, obviously on our bodies, but on mm. our mental health. And yeah. um, for him, he literally had this like, like literal like fear for his life moment. Oh, my God. That he's like, I've never experienced that, you know? Holy and shit. I was like, do I mean, I was like, OK, I know statistically that he's been vaxxed. It, it's very, very unlikely that the outcome would be you know, the worst. But I was like, what makes me any different from the, the, the hundreds and thousands of widows who are out there, you know, who, um, over the past two years have lost their loved one. And it just became very real to me, just the collective mourning that our country is still going through, you know? So it put a lot of things in perspective, uh, for me. And it was, it was terrifying. It was a lot, but I'm glad we got through it. And then after that, I definitely fell into like a two week depression funk, right. not just from that, but like, we're going to talk about everything happening in the world, feeling very unhappy with myself, feeling very unable to, you know, get myself back to hundred percent and that fatigue and that exhaustion just kind of snowballed. So that's where I've been y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's crazy. Right. It's just that like, nobody wants to talk about COVID anymore. I feel like even the press and the news outlets are hesitant in reporting about it because people just don't want to hear yeah, about it. But then it. the fact that like you and Abe, yeah. like suffered this yeah. badly in your case of COVID yeah. is fucking frightening. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, it's so scary. scary. Like, like when you, I, I basically called Prisca to like try to talk to her when she was able to. Yeah. Because it was really weird because I was, so, you know, obviously Prisca and I love each other. So we talk to yeah. each other all the time. Like she's always time. watching my stories. She's always <laughs> interacting on social media. She's always posting stories. If she's not, you know, something's up. She did. <laughs> pretty close and so i'm just like you know i'm like what is ha- happening are you all right and from what you were telling me because you're the type of person that's like don't worry everything's fine yeah. and for you to actually be able to express that no like i was like do i need a plan for funeral arrangements yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. like yeah that yeah. is very real and so it's just kind of scary that like as we're going through everything else in this time of what's, ha- what's happening around the world, COVID is still a big deal. So like, please mind your health. Please wear a mask. You know, please take care of yourself because yes. obviously some people are like, oh yeah, it's like we have immunity now or like whatever, like we have antibodies, but there's still circumstances where it's a lot worse than what it's perceived. Yeah. There's still breakthrough infections yeah. and not everyone can afford to take two weeks out of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're very fortunate and um, my work was very understanding. Uh, Abe's work is very flexible. So we were very fortunate, but it, it it's just, it's easy to kind of look at this and it's like, oh, it's just a flu, but it, it, it the, economic impact the emotional physical impact of it is is not to be you know trifled with so um i think this was just a good reminder you know what's so sad what 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 
Rochelle and I were saying, hey, you know, because we're all kind of poor right now because of this, the state of the economy. <laughs> we're just like, we should totally have a vaccination date where like we all go get vaxxed for our fourth booster and just do nothing and be miserable yes. all day. And I was just like, oh my God. that sounds amazing, right? I was That's- like, yes, misery loves company. Like that is, those are the types of dates I'm planning. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my God. 30s. 30s. 2022. I was like, it's like, it's like, you know, like I don't want to go to a club, you know, because yeah. I may get uh, COVID, you know, yeah. but like I would much rather, or I don't want to spend any money because everything is expensive now. A yeah. drink is like fucking $50. You oh know? my God. So I'm Gas just like, like a million dollars. <laughs> the vaccine boosters are free. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. And some of them, depending on where you get it, you might get a, like a free coupon to like a CVS or something. Shut so up. You never know. Yeah. You Stop. never know. Okay. We got to yeah. look up where that is next time. And then you could just like <laughs> taking a nap is free, right? Taking a nap is free. And then like feeling sick is free. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I was definitely, I went to, um, after I recovered and tested negative a bunch, I went to this influencer event uh-huh. and I was that person waiting next to the swag bag table because I was like, I need all the free, all the free 99. First I stuffed my face like to the most possible because the food was free. And then I drank not alcoholic beverages really because I was still, you know, kind of like what, coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I drank a bunch of the, the free like kombucha drinks because I was like free 99. And then I was like standing like they ran out of gift swag bags and I stood there and I was like, I have become my fucking mother. I've become my mom. I know. So I was no, like, seriously? give me the free shit. Oh my no! God. Oh my God. I was, I was at a lunch. So John and I were in Julian this past weekend and like a week, I was sipping. I, this is how crazy I am too. You know how you have those fountain drinks, right? And yeah. then we were getting ready to leave and I'm just like, drink as much of the ginger ale as possible so that drink. we could refill it to the full brim before we leave. So it's so we it's have double. another free drink. And then free he's like, I really don't want to drink this. I was like, drink all of it. Drink it. You must. You must drink it. <laughs> Swallow. I, Swallow. Swallow. He's like, I, I have like, brain freeze. <laughs> Swallow. <laughs> we must maximize every dollar at this yep, point exactly okay and so i know we're avoiding it but <laughs> roxy and i a big reason why we took a break was yes i had covid yes we've been struggling financially yes yeah. we've been struggling mental health wise but so many things have been happening in our country and i just feel like every time something happens we want to give each other a little bit of a break yeah. because you know, I, and so many people are great at kind of breaking new stuff, jumping on right at the moment. I think for us, we are sitters and thinkers and we don't want to regurgitate or share anything until we kind of make some sense of it in our minds. Mm-hmm. That's just the style of what we're going for. And um, I think for us, we needed to sit and be quiet because there's been a lot going on in our country and it's been a very painful time. I think there is no one in this country right now who does not have mass shootings on their mind um i think it's just been such an onslaught because it was buffalo and then it was this taiwanese church and then it was uvalde and and since uvalde last week there already have been so many more shootings uh one in a in a hospital you know i I can't even keep up with how many shootings there have already been but these were the ones that kind of came to the fore very much so and i know that Um, I woke up, you know, in the throes of kind of fever and COVID and chills and all these things to Roxy sending me a text saying like, hey, I'm just holding space for you today. I heard about what happened at the Taiwanese church. um, And I just want to check in with you because you're very connected with that. 
Roxy, tell me like when you found out, how you found out and kind of what was going through your mind that morning. It was it was wild because you were you were getting out like the last bouts of your of your COVID. Right. And I I was listening to the daily talking about, you know, the Buffalo shootings and this whole idea of what was it? The white replacement theory. Right. Um, about who, why yeah, this yeah. conspiracy is sort of instigating racist attacks um, in these mass shootings. But now it's sort of like all over the place. Like the shootings, you know, they're not defined to one's singular motive, exactly. which is very yeah. scary. Yeah. Very, very, very scary. Because scary. it's even more senseless. Exactly, exactly. And it's like the fact that you're targeting elderly people, that you're targeting kids, mm-hmm. it just the senselessness and I think the inhumane aspect of it, like, like driving up to such an extreme like territory in in a way that we've never seen before is very hard to grasp so i think the buffalo shooting i was i was listening to it i heard that like all of the um victims who were shot were like seniors you know they were in their 80s they were 70s and then their 50s and the youngest person was 34 like that was one person right and so we were i was trying to to just even deal with that because what happened was was um, my aunt who lives in New York, this this shooter live t- live streamed his shooting. Oh my god! And he, for some reason, my aunt saw the live stream. What before it got deleted, and she sent it to my entire family on WhatsApp. Oh my god! So my dad watched this. Oh my god! And it freaked him out. Yeah, it was just like RPG, like first, not even not role player, but like like first POV, you know, it's just like a shooting game. Right. And then he was just like one by one, just like taking them out. And the fact that my my dad saw it, my mom told me that I was I was I was I was just super overwhelmed. And so my mom and I were talking about this. And then she said, well, did you hear about the shooting of the Taiwanese church in the OC? Oh, my God. And I said, what are you talking about? Yeah. What yeah. are you talking about? And and the fact that she heard about it yeah. faster than I did, I fucking live here. Yeah, I know, right. And then I said, the first person I thought of was you because I'm like, yeah. this is your community. This is the community that you grew up in. Your your family must know these pastors. Yeah, yeah. And and this group of people. So then I waited a day and then um, I know that you were getting over the last bouts of COVID. And so I texted you because I was just like, I can't imagine what you might be going through, right? Yeah. So, um. And, and all of this sort of happening. Ugh. Yeah. And I had no idea. I, I think I think this is um, this is what's crazy about being a human being is in order to survive, you, you sometimes need to numb out or desensitize. Totally. It's the same yeah. way. Like even if you s- smell something terrible, you're, you can y- you become nose blind to it. You know, yep. you can adapt to it. Yep. And in this country, yep. I think we've become nose blind to to shootings because we're so accustomed to violence. We're so accustomed to the the headlines, the the stories we hear, the 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 numbers. They just rack up, and it's very difficult. I'll be honest, and this is maybe some you know something I'm examining within myself. But I think we all have empathy fatigue, and we have compassion fatigue, and we have this like this need to in order to continue to kind of desensitize ourselves. And for me. The Buffalo shooting, it was in the periphery of my mind. Like it broke my heart, but I was like, oh, another one. Right. And I have to be totally honest, like this Taiwanese church shooting, it 
broke everything back open for me. Um, the things that I've become numb to, it, it just kind of pulled it back into focus. And it, it, I don't know if it sucks, but it, it's like, it took this very, like this, this over relatability to break that open to me and like make me realize that these are real people and not just headline stories. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like this week talking to a lot of my friends who are teachers for them, the Uvalde shooting was so personal because they live in that environment every single day and they teach these kids and they they know how vulnerable they are and they can't help but see their students when they're watching the news and um i in a in a small way hearing about the taiwanese shooting like i called my mom right after roxy um texted me and i was like what's going on with this church shooting and my mom was like we already got a prayer email from them we do, we're aware of who these pastors are. And she was giving me all of these little details that again, if I was reading a news story about it, I would be like, okay, like shooting in a church like this happened X, you know, but for my mom, she was giving me little details like, oh, like, well, they were having a luncheon and it was the first time since COVID. And, you know, the senior pastor um, was actually away speaking at another church. So the original founder of the church was speaking that morning, you know, like how brother Z will sometimes speak in place of dad. And I'm just like, all these little details made it that much more um, confronting. Yeah. And I think the fact that as she was telling me things, I could smell what that, what the food smelled like at that luncheon. You're no longer nose blind because of these details. Exactly. I could feel myself in that cafeteria i could feel myself hearing the chatter all around me i could see exactly what it would have felt like to have someone start closing all the doors and jamming them shut i could i can only imagine what it was like for shots to have opened up and for someone to jump in front of the bullets um and for someone to I, I I can't even imagine this the the original founding pastor hitting the guy over with a chair, a folding chair, um, and then his wife running up with an extension cord and tying up his feet, and then the rest of the congregants jumping on this person. Like I I know these people in my you know it, I don't actually know them, but I know no, them. But you in know my heart. them. It's like it's your yeah. IEs, you know. It's like your exactly. It's like yeah. It's like your the. It's a retirement community, right? So it's like our nai nai, our po po, like our akong and amas. You know, like it's it's all of them. Like yeah. we may not know them personally, but we know these people, and we do. that's just. Um, oh God! And and then and then when we find out the motive, like at this point, I'm just like. Does it matter what their motive is? Because yeah. it's different every single time. And yeah. you can't, like, people, like, America specifically likes to blame it based on color, race, and background. But we really can't at this point, you know, because right. everyone needs help. It has to be yeah. also about availability. True. And, and also visibility. I mean, I don't know. It, it's so, it's so fucking, it's so awful. Like, it's just so awful. Yeah. And, and, and. I hate, I hate that it took something like this for me to uh, feel the emotions of an event like this because every event like this is horrendous, but it's almost like difficult for my mind to scale it. And I do think 
I don't want to be too hard on myself because I do think it's a very human response. But when it happens to it happens in a way where you can fully scale it and understand the the gravity of it, the enormity of it within a community, it does help you then further understand um, other other occurrences of the same kind of violence. Right. And I think. Right. I, I think this one really threw me for a loop, uh, as as many people around the world are uh, around the country are feeling. And then the Uvalde shooting hit. And I just literally I screamed. I just screamed and I just was screaming for hours. I was screaming for days. I was fucking livid. And I I literally had to just stay off social media because I was just I lost all hope in our country. I just lost it. How did, where were you? How were you feeling? Like, tell me about it. Girl, I'm sick and fucking tired of prayers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, when does it stop? And after that, after the Uvalde shooting, every time on Twitter, like the day after, like there's like a new shooting elsewhere, you know, yeah. New Orleans, yeah. right. Or there's some, or, um, just doesn't just, stop. It just doesn't stop. And like, there's been approximately, I mean, at least 30 school shootings this year so far in oh 2022. Priscilla, do you remember when we were growing up, we had fucking fire drills, right? Yeah. And now the kids yeah. have to do shooting drills. It's crazy. Were we the luckiest generation or fucking what? Because like, I'm just so fucking pissed. Like, yeah. and I, I, I just, it, I feel like not only is this like adding to my anger about America being like the butthole of the world right now, yeah, but like seriously. with like Roe v. Wade being over, you know, being overturned right now yeah. as well. It's just that, you know, restricting our rights, but also, you know, these gun laws not being put into effect, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, it's just a lot because- it's just so ironic. Everything is just so ironic in the worst yeah. way possible. And I don't have an eloquent way of saying this. You know what no. I mean? Because it's just fucking messy and it's fucking disappointing. It is. And it's like, if you're, I don't know, it's like difficult to kind of hold these two things in my mind because it's like, okay, how are you pro-life? But you're also somehow okay with putting students and teachers at the front lines of violence. That should never be the case. So what can we do about it? And there are things that can be done about it. And and I, I think, I, I don't know, it's like very interesting, you know, this love of the Second Amendment. Like, I'm, I'm neither for nor against it totally. Like, I'm just trying to make sense of it. Yeah. But I feel like regulation is a no-brainer. You know, I feel like everything... Uh, anyway, I, I don't think we're going to get into all the policy of it. The but world, uh, yeah, definitely. But like the world is, di is different than how it was back then. You know what I mean? And that's the reality. Yeah. Things need to change because the world has changed. Exactly. And if you look at someone like um, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, anytime there's been either a school shooting or any sort of mass massacre, mass shooting, they immediately change the laws after. And things immediately got better. Yeah. And they have not had a shooting or a massacre on that scale ever again, ever again. So it's so simple that, but it's so politicized here that it's in gridlock. And that's what makes me so upset because it's like, like, honestly, like, fuck, like, why did you, why would you work so hard to get elected if the only goal is to stay in power? Like, I just, I can't understand it. Like, I can't understand the depravity that has to come with that. And I understand that these people get, you know, when you're in that position, you get desensitized. The people around you are telling you different things. But like, this should be outside of that. You know, th like something needs to be done because...
this will not stop. It will only get worse unless we do something to curtail it. And I do not want to be nose blind to shootings. I don't want to become like that, but I am, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just wild that like, we would need to go through a process to get a driver's license and that an 18 year old can purchase a gun. Whereas you need to be 21 to drink alcohol. Yeah. And there's so many loopholes, even, even with that 18 year old, like even with that, with like laser printing, with gun shows, like all of these things, like there's so many loopholes. Um, and we need it. It's just ridiculous. There's more loopholes for this than there are for like purchasing a car. It is just, it's insane. And then also it's like, you know, the fact that like I was talking to my friend Leanne the other day and the first thing she said was, I'm so grateful that we don't have kids right now because honestly, like Prisca, like we cannot fathom what it's like to feel, to be a parent right now, you know, and that kind of fear, especially after what's happened with Uvalde, like they're so young, they're literally elementary school students, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the possibility of not being able to see your kids again, like what kind of fucking world is this? And then you have Roe v. Wade being like, no, you know what I'm saying? It's like have kids, you know, like there's even like Oklahoma, I believe that is just like from the moment of first fertilization conception yeah oh yeah yeah that's fertilization yeah the fucking fuck it hasn't even attached to the 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 uterine wall yet are you serious and how would you even know that uh, (laughs) like but then because i am just so upset yeah but then that would eliminate things like plan b i haven't looked into it i just saw that headline and i was like fuck the world but it's also so interesting because Obviously, where we are in life and where we live in the country, like we are affirmed in our worldviews by the people around us. However, even like my sister-in-law, she works in Simi Valley and she's a teacher and it is a small homeschool hybrid Christian school for her. We were like, hey, how are you doing? You're a school teacher. This must have been really hard. She's like, actually, no one's been talking about it. Oh, really? And I was like, why? 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 Because they live in kind of a red area in Simi. And so the conversation around it is totally different. And I was shocked. I was completely shocked. And, you know, with the kiddos, like they they were just like, what? Like, no, like we haven't really talked about it. haven't heard about it. And also, I I don't really want to hear about it, which makes sense. I mean, they're very young, but I was surprised that there wasn't, you know, more of a conversation, a reaction, something happening. And, and that's only an hour away. We're literally talking we about life and death and they're exactly not talking about it. They're not talking about it right now. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's psychological reasons for that, that they've decided. But I, I, I was it's a different sociopolitical, you know, mindset there. So, um this is like we drove through this is you know every house has an american flag which is great every household plays baseball like it's very american like this kind of idealized idyllic americanism is is still very alive there (laughs) wouldn't it be funny though if these restrictions on female bodies just turns everyone gay (laughs) yes uh, (laughs) i mean the safest sex sex is gay sex sex. Like, like in, you terms don't want it, in terms of procreation, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. STDs are rampant. Uh, no STDs are rampant. What. Yes, yes. <laughs> no Be careful. <laughs> careful out there. Don't get the other big C. Because <laughs> now I'm just like, maybe I should just have pussy forever. You know, like I mean, might as well. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> but 
this has just been a lot, y'all. And um, I think with Roe v. Wade, the leaked draft of it being overturned, we and and more pro-life kind of um, laws being passed in different states, the walls are closing in a little bit. I don't know. I don't have an upside. Just I want to take a minute to say, like, take care of yourself during this time. Take the time to turn off the news if you need to. And I'm not talking about escapism. I'm saying absorb what you need to absorb, but know when to stop. Yeah. And know when to just sit and feel and think. A hundred. And also, it's okay to give your mind a rest. There's no guilt associated with that. There's no way we can fight or get up and speak about this cogently unless we have that restful time as well. So definitely hold on to that. And I also wanted to add like, well, Roxy, please like let us know. We're going to be talking about bodily autonomy um, during our live show next week. And Rox, like, can you share why we kind of chose this topic? I mean, I think um, with the rattling world events that sort of collided all into each other this month or last month, um, you know, I think Prisca and I got really excited about like, well, what should be our ending topic for the end of season three? You know, what is something that will really bring us all together? Like, obviously, this is a podcast. You know, our whole goal is to create a community of safety and dialogue when these crazy things that are out of out of our control seems to be happening. So we want to be able to gather all of us and like have this amazing topic about like, you know, you living inside this body because we are born into these bodies. Right. Like we we it's just um i just think it's a very empowering topic for us to sort of gather around and also just like one last thing um before we sort of like close this and go into the fun stuff for the ending of the episode um you know i really respect and and you know commend and like advise on you know i i support what prisca is saying about not looking at the news as much Mm -hmm. because the way that they have been streaming through and the way that like we're just inundated with oversaturation of information in this generation. Um, It's easy to sort of cripple yourself into a paralyzed state of not having any control. So bodily autonomy, we have control over our bodies. We have control over our choices. That is it. That's us taking our power back because something that I've been seeing a lot recently, I'm sure, I mean, Prisca, have you been keeping up or, you know, staying in touch with like the Depp versus her trial? Oh, a, a little bit. I, I try not to, Good. but yeah. um, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. And, and yeah. it's, it's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. because of the sensationalism behind this trial. Like it's everywhere on TikTok, right? Like I don't want to, I don't give a fuck actually. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. their deal and the, they yeah. need to figure out this whole thing. Like I get it. He wants to reclaim his reputation, whatever. But like at the end of the day, both of these people have done wrong. Yeah, right. They're both toxic. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I it's just crazy how like fandom and people it's always a witch hunt, right? It's always mm-hmm. cancel culture. It's always like siding on what the side of the of the hero versus the villain, right? So obviously Amber Heard is probably never gonna work again. But I, I just wanna be mindful of this trial because like it actually has a lot to do in my opinion, mm-hmm. on like with what is happening with Roe v. Wade right now, because these are not like I don't believe these are socially isolated events because sure. the fact that this trial has gotten in front of the eyeballs of so many people, like you really can't escape it because they're making a mocking out of Amber Heard. Right. Yeah. And then 
also it's like how do we deal with like women's stories like is she there is like uh, there was abuse on johnny's end as well you can't oh for sure you can't like say that didn't happen right yeah. but it's like how no. we're handling like putting her you know like on the stake and like you know her, her story and what she deems is true on her end yeah I don't know. It's, it's a little scary to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe you could say it a little bit more eloquently than I do. No, yeah. no. I think you said that so well. I mean, it's like, yes, she's flawed. She fucked up. She did some fucked up things. But how quick society is to jump on that and be like, ha ha, evil woman. Look at this. Like and put her out there. It, it, it's um, it happened a little too quick, happened a little too swiftly. People are having a little too much fun. Yes. And um, it, it, it's it's like you said, it's someone's private business. They're both no, like they're both, they both have history of abusive behavior. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not on a side. I hope they figure it out. I hope they get the help that they need. And, um, I think it's sad that we're at a point in our, this is the negative side of where we are, um, in our culture. It's that, you can take someone's personal experience and just memify it. Yeah. And it becomes someone's entire focus to mm. poke fun at these people that are going through like a very, like a very painful experience, you know? And yeah, like they are the ones that made it public. They are the one, all these things you can say all that, but at the end of the day, it's like, it, it, it's just being put in front of the world um, as if it's a reality TV show. So it's probably the uh, highest rated reality TV show that's being watched. Exactly. That's not a real TV show. And, and it's I'm like, sure Lifetime yeah. is cutting like 17,000 documentaries about the trial. <laughs> totally. As speak, you know? oh, immediately. But I'm just like, yeah. I'm just, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's my intuition speaking. Like if this yeah. Roe v. Wade does get overturned, we need to be very sensitive on how these stories yeah. are exposed, yep. how they are told. Right. Yeah. If it does happen, because it just creates this very binary of like, you know, women bad, yeah. you know, like, yes. I don't know like Women there's bad. something here and yeah <laughs> and uh i just i just i don't know it just makes me a little bit scared i have to be honest uh, i i don't know i didn't start watching um what handmaid's tale because i thought it would become a documentary like you know <laughs> i was like wow fantasy you know science fiction dystopian yeah. world ooh scary <laughs> now it's like oh my god like it's literally happening yeah and you know what's gonna happen if this does you know if it's like abortion right and then it's like birth control rights and then it's going to be gay rights i mean the pendulum has swung and it feels that it is swinging back but that's why we have to stay really it's like i know it's like weird what we're telling you we're like stay away from the like you know protect yourself from oversaturation of the news but don't stop being engaged with your local politics um, we've got in California, a big vote coming mm -hmm. up this tomorrow. So Tuesday. Um, mm -hmm. and so just, it sounds so empty, but at this point it is something that we can do as our civic duty to, if we're upset about things, this is one small thing we can do. It doesn't solve everything, but if you can set aside time to do that tomorrow, I think that's one of the things we can do, yeah. um, to continue to hold, uh, to make sure we're voting in the right people at all levels, because um, this doesn't just happen at the top. This is happening very locally and then it's becoming, you know, state and then it's country. So it's like, just do what you can locally, hold your representatives accountable. And even as I'm saying this, it feels empty. 
Yeah. It feels yeah. like yeah. 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 it's like, oh, like, OK, to stop this wave, let me build this little sand barrier. And it's like going to talk. Yeah, I understand that. But if all of us do kind of come in together, there are there are ways we can have the pendulum swing back. It will take time, but uh, it's very bleak right now. It's <laughs> we'll very bleak right galvanize. now. Galvanize. It's like what we need to yeah. do. So please get out there and vote, y'all. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, I I agree. And uh, uh, there's no good way to transition this. But uh, <laughs> on that note, just <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's time for. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, I, I feel kind of bad, like, talking about this place because I kind of don't want too many people to know about it because it's such a sleepy little town Aww. just northeast of, um, you know, San Diego. And it's a little mountain town called Julian. And <gasps> uh, I know that a lot of people probably don't talk about the California gold rush, but this is where uh-huh. that happened. So this is a mining oh. town. Yeah, it's a mining Shit. town. I know it's like it's like it's 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 kind of amazing because I kind of didn't know that because you know me um, me and Leah took Rochelle for her birthday to a, a town called Ramona, which we thought was already kind of cool, but like everybody in Ramona was talking about the town of Julian, and when we went to Julian, it's like um, they're famous for their apple orchards, their yeah. apple orchards, their apple pies. Ooh. And, and yeah, it's so, so cute. And so then, um, this, this, this town literally is like a small mining town. You could do like a tour of the old mines where a lot of people have died. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you know, Ooh. you get a little history lesson on what it's like, like how tedious and how exhausting and how like soul sucking it is just to get like a tiny gram of gold, you know, wow. um, really educate yourself about like the history of what's happened there the local tribes the indigenous tribes there and um it's just really freaking cute like i think i've been there like two times now them they make their own candy you know they everyone is super kind it's very sleepy old town they sell antiques everybody there is a grandparent because like you know everything's just a lot slower over there and i think we need that every once in a while like we need to disconnect and just um you know stay connected everything closes at 5 p.m but it's a very gorgeous mountain town you know you could stay in a cabin up there and um, it's just some place that I really recommend. And also, um, I just want to shout out to an antique shop called Iron Pony in Ramona. Ooh, yes. Ooh. And uh, basically, I am talking to all of y'all off of my brand new antique Danish work desk. <laughs> it's a Danish mid-century work desk. And um, it is only it was only a hundred dollars at iron pony where it would have been sold for thousands here in los angeles oh, oh easily yeah it's a it's pretty amazing so um, well and tell the goatees like what your dad said oh my when god, you showed oh my him god the that's picture. So, oh, yeah that's so true so i got real i was like obviously you know prisca and i are suffering a little bit on the financial end right now so it's like even a hundred dollars is like requires like a commitment for me yeah but then um you know rochelle gotta get a loan Just exactly <laughs> rochelle was like roxy if you don't buy this dust she says i will right because it's so worth it and we should just come back next time with like an SUV and actually pick it up. And then, yeah. so I really love this desk and I was like, Oh my God, like I, I want to get it. So then I, I put down the money and then we came to pick it up and then I sent a photo of it to my parents. And then my dad was like, Oh my God, Roxy, that's the exact same work desk that I used to have when I was growing oh up in God. Taiwan. It's so cute. That is the fucking sweetest. It's so sweet. And he got so excited. He's like, yeah, the top, 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 like curves down. And like the design is so intricate, you know, like all of these things. And it just feels very special because it's like, oh, I'm like sharing like a connected experience with my father through this work desk, oh, you know? 
I love it. I love it. That is so sweet. And it's just like full circle. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I know I have to take you there, Priscilla, but it's like the town of Ramona has seen me so many times now at this antique shop. And like they have the I mean, best. they built a statue in your honor, right? <laughs> I mean, practically. I mean, it's just the You're best. You're the mayor? Like, I am the mayor. Actually, I'm the mayor of Palmdale yeah. because I love Palmdale. And now I am also the mayor of, oh, of Ramona. But I love I love this place. The people, honestly, Busy the schedule. people are yeah. so kind. And like oh. the, the thrifting and antique shopping, like you you could get so much history and so oh. much gold for literally a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a price that you would get in Los Angeles. So um, visit the Iron Pony in Ramona. I love that. It's so amazing. I love it. Oh, I love that. I'll take you. I'll take you. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to go and and to be accompanied by the mayor of, of Julian. <laughs> um, that'll be great. Or Ramona. Um, and, you know, I've got an, uh, also a, a location recommendation. So yes. Roxy and I went to UC Irvine. Woo. Um, woo, it's not that. Um, and we would often go to Crystal Cove. It's like a little state beach um, area over there with hiking mm-hmm. and it's really beautiful. So Abe and I kind of took like a mini day date and we went out to Crystal Cove and, you know, we walked that whole pier, that little boardwalk thing. Uh, we walked the entire kind of length of the park. It was really nice. And then I was like, oh, we should go to like this little Shake Shack place, which is like not shake shack as we know it but it's like a milkshake place Mm. and they make date shakes um and it was like if someone took you there back in the day it meant like things were getting like fucking serious you know (laughs) real serious (laughs) yeah so i'd been up there a bunch of times um but we came down from like the the north side instead of driving over there from the one Uh and realized they have like this historical um conservancy wow there where they have like these beach shacks that were built like back a long time ago i I forget the exact dates but they were built they were basically started as lean-tos and slowly over time built without any blueprint and without any like real construction and erected and they've kind of refurbished a lot of these and you can become a member of the conservancy and stay in some of these cabins every once in a (gasps) while and they're literally on the beach wow and they're kind of like they're shabby you know they're they're very shabby looking but the location cannot be developed on (gasps) yeah the location cannot be developed on so they can't build some fucking hyatt whatever hotel yeah love a hyatt (laughs) sponsor us (laughs) um but you know it, it it is um it is like primo location where it would literally be illegal to build something like that um and so uh, it was this cool kind of like you were saying like you learn all this history about a certain area and it was literally in our backyard and i had no idea so it was really cool to kind of walk around the cabins and they're refurbishing more of them um trying to get them to maybe what they look like in their heyday but also to have some of the modern furnishing that we would expect nowadays um and it just seemed like for like you know you're walking by and you're seeing the people staying there um it it just seems like kind of like hippy dippy people you know and it was kind of great like it was but i just love the idea of being able to experience something with a piece of history yes totally totally gives it some value i'll buy you a date shake and then we can go stay there overnight let's go see yeah (laughs) and it was just so neat because um it was beautiful and it was kind of hidden. Um, and it's just like, I was just telling Abe, I was like, people that say they hate California or Los Angeles. How can I mean, you? In How OC. can yeah. you? You can't. It's like literally we lived here and I came here all the time and I literally yeah. didn't know. 
that this was still here. I didn't even know that was there at all. I know. And it's been there for so long, but like maybe we didn't care about shit like that when we were in college. Or maybe we're just <laughs> we more probably detail oriented now that we're older. Yeah. And I, and nowadays I'm, I've become my mother. If I walk by something and there's a brochure, you best believe I am taking that brochure <laughs> and opening it and reading it. You know, um, I want also I went to Rooster Cafe. <laughs> oh my god all Rooster the info cafe. do you remember rooster cafe i love oh, Rooster Cafe. not an official pick but it's so good it's still there it's still great it's still amazing i get the portuguese scramble it's so good That's it's like made for Taiwanese people i, I swear to, to hang god out, hang out for with our friends I know. like back when we were in college in costa mesa i still remember we yeah, have to go back we do have to go back i'm so glad that they're still there because i'm always afraid of like i know places that i love not being and there it's anymore. still good Oh, amazing. Yeah, like Let's I do- had their Texas toast, French toast. Oh my God. <gasps> date, Prisca, date? we should do a UCI like reunion trip. Like you and oh my me, God. like going back to our old stopping oh my grounds God. and like seeing if things that we love are still there. For me, it's Le Dip Cafe and Chaw for Tea. So- oh my God. <laughs> yes. Okay, we should do, like we should do a vlog day. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> no and one we, wants to no see it. No one wants to see it. We don't care. You're getting it regardless. They don't care. You're getting, You're getting content. <laughs> content. Um, follow us on TikTok. Yeah. Um, just kidding. We have nine followers. It's great. Thanks for all nine of you. Most of them are from, <laughs> it's bamboo and glass and then the two amazing people People from bamboo and glass so it's really just them it's like, anyway so my second pick love you guys i know love you all so much um my second pick it, uh, it's kind of in honor of pride but there i just read this piece of fiction uh young adult fiction called house in the cerulean sea mm-hmm. by tj clune and it is kind of like a series of unfortunate events meets i don't know 1984 like it it meets harry potter like it's just this very easy to read holds you like a warm hug piece of uh kind of like young adult fantasy um and it's like magical realism you know and and, uh yeah it's amazing my old boss carrie bennett who um i guess this is another pick but she runs a sub stack called she prefers reading i highly recommend you subscribe to it because and she's on instagram as well but she has the best recommendations i don't know how she 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 works at such a high level like she's a vp you know but she has time to read so much and she has great opinions on them but she sent me this book and it was the little warm hug that i needed the little piece of hope in the world and it does really pertain um it's kind of like this very uh this very by the book guy he gets sent to this house at the end of this island um and he is an evaluator of magical children. Ooh. And I know this is like, it's hard to fully explain, but this very run of the mill, very by the book person gets challenged in a huge way. And uh, the powers that be are trying to eliminate um, magical children or contain their powers. And, and that's very relevant to kind of what we're going through in this world today. And it changes his entire outlook on life. And he falls in love with these, these kids and there's gay love at the center of the story which is so great and i wish i had that growing up you know i wish i had we need more of these icons we need more i mean i'm just again super happy to be living in this time when literature is a lot more open and we have more representation in literature as yeah. well you know i just can't even imagine for these kids yes uh you saying that makes me realize uh, if the the writers of bridgerton are listening which they're not but if they were 
more gay content. We will. More gay content more. in Bridgerton. We will. We more. will. We will. Shondaland, do your thing, girl. Shondaland. Do your thing. More. Come on. Like, Shonda how rhymes. it would have been so easy to add more queer couples. But anyway, that's just my opinion. It'll happen. It'll happen. I mean, um, if you watch season two of Bridgerton, I think, who is the actor that plays um, Lord Bridgerton? Anthony? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the way that gay men or queer men play straight Ugh. men in romantic f- fiction or like narrative like films, I mean, always the best. Like they understand the female gaze. They understand yes. the female gaze. But um, yes. all of that sounds super, super, super great. Obviously, Prisca yeah. and I have vacays to do with each other in Julian yep. and at Crystal Cove and also like putting it out into the universe, a reunion episode or reunion vlog at yes. UC Irvine. Um, so, I think, like, to transition to the next thing, I want to leave all of us with um, a tarot pull, you know, because <gasps> I know that You're we... You're going to pull a card for the collective? I will pull a card for the collective because literally I can't even talk. Because, you know, we did have a pretty heavy topic today, and, um, yep. you know, Priska and I were very open with our feelings, and because it Let's is a celebration woo-woo. of Pride Month. So I just want to put something out there that's good for all of us. Yay! So let okay, me just get... The deck. I'm going to shuffle the deck. Ooh. Okay, so um, the card that I pulled today is, I feel like, you know, we have gotten this card before, but I feel like it gives a very different meaning in today's reading. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the death card uh, that came out. Okay. So basically, death talks about, obviously, death is like letting the old strip by and letting the new be rebirthed. And I think there's been so much literal death that's been happening. And I think that's why it strikes me as particularly strong in this energy today. But it is also a time for renewal, right? Reinvention and rebirth. And like, Mm. it's it's the start of a new month as well as the start of summer, Right. Mm. So there's a lot of things. There's a sun coming through, you know, up over the mountains. Right. The darkness isn't going to last for for too long. So I know that, like, you know, Prisca and I believe in always being authentic. And when we're salty, we're salty. When we're sweet, we're sweet. When we're sad, we're sad. Right. Mm. But we know that this is all temporary, like emotions and these feelings like come and go. Like, Mm. and so I just want you to really relish in that sunshine energy. Let the rainbow come through after the rain. You know, that's why it's called Pride Month, Mm. baby. You know, that's why it's beautiful. It's a spectrum of colors. So I really want you all to embrace that energy and to ride with it this month because we need it more than ever. I fucking love it. I love it. I love you. I love, I love you so every much. Every single person out there. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient with us. Thanks for journeying with us yes. during this very difficult time. Yes. You know, we are besties. And if you don't have that presence in your life, like we're here to we're here to hold you. Yeah. And make sure you come out to our event this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we can literally hold, hold you. you with consent. With consent. With consent. We can't wait to see Deep you consent. all there. We can't wait to see you again. It's Hey Hey Cafe Thursday, June 9th. Even if you're not in LA, yes. you want to travel in. We welcome that as well. Yes. We would love to see you. Drive in, you know, from the town of Julian, if you're coming in to see your mayor on a little stage. Um, but we're going to have some fun things in store for y'all. And uh, we, we can't wait to see your faces. We will have in information details etc etc on the eventbrite and on our social media so be aware of that we love you very much in that note 
Have a horny week. Our lovely goatees. And remember, stay horny. and Prisca, music by Abraham Kim, incidental music provided by Dan, a.k.a. Dan, artwork by Connie Yen. Please visit us at twohornygoats.com. Have thoughts or questions for us? Email us at hello at twohornygoats.com. Okay, bye!